0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Deaf Thing Podcast with you, your hosts Nicola and Sean. Excellent. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about how to become a freelance programmer. So, Sean, how do you become a freelance programmer?
1: Ah, recurring theme. Very simple, but not easy. It's the exact same way you would become a freelance writer or freelance anything else. Uh, Step number one, do not follow anyone else's path because it will not work for you. Do not go find someone successful and ask them how they did it and then try to follow in their footsteps because everyone's path is different. Not because everyone's a different, unique individual, although we are to some extent, but because different circumstances and opportunities and timing really are the most important things in whether any individual approach is going to be successful. So in general, you just start doing it, put yourself out there as much as possible. Say yes, take jobs that pay maybe less than you think you're entitled to for your level of skill, get your name out and one way or another things will grow. You'll get word of mouth. You will have some work out there on the Internet that someone stumbles upon and it happens to be something they're looking for or someone will notice you for some other reason and things will start coming to you. And don't give up if it's the thing that you are really passionate about. If you think, hey, if I could do this and work from home and do my own thing, that would be like being retired and not having to work and getting free money then that's probably the thing for you. Just keep doing it until you make that happen. And it's not going to happen overnight. And you are going to start off making $15 a month. And then the next thing you know, you'll be making hundreds of dollars a month. And then you're going to have a month where you make $15 again. And that's just life. That's what you've chosen. So make sure you really want it and then just keep doing it. And eventually it'll come back around to you.
0: Excellent. Agreed. Uh, I would just go a bit uh, like uh, in detail in terms of uh, f- like freelance programming stuff. There are sites out there, right? Like if you come to mind, freelancer, Odesk, that was called it like back in the day. I think it's called work early nowadays. Go there, create a profile and start applying to jobs. However, don't. Okay, Nicole. but you just said start. Uh-uh. Go and these sites... Like back in the day, they had this. Uh, you could, you can uh, like fill out, I mean, fill out, go and do their exams, like English exam, uh, Java exam, whatever, you know, your special specialty is in, go do their exams. And why? Why invest time somewhere? Actually, I saw even money. You have to pay money to get and to like do some uh, exam. Because when you apply to a certain job, they will see. Oh, look! This guy is a certified ninety-four percentile kind of dude. You know? Oh, let's go with this one, right? That's gonna so help help you so much. It's crazy. And one more thing, which was a like definite like uh help in my case, do a custom offer letter or whatever that thing is called. So when you're applying to a, for a job, please do a custom one. It is gonna do so much for you because I've seen over and over like canned replies from, I'm not gonna name what kind, what, which countries uh, or stuff and stuff like that. But literally, you could see like people applying, or like I would say automatically. And what I've heard other like employers do, they just like threw that all away. They knew that this is just like automated, like script doing it. And mind you, there were still people behind those scripts uh, but you know they didn't take these people because if you don't take the time to actually read the freaking job description how are you gonna then again help me with solving this what i want right you probably won't and at some point in time people started employers started adding uh lines like please add uh i don't know abc1235 into your application just so that we know that you actually even read the job description, right?
1: Yeah, like a Craigslist ad. So here's a part where I'm going to disagree with you almost everything you said because...
0: Oh, excellent. I want to hear this one.
1: Basically, you say these sites, which are commonly known as pay-to-play sites. All right? So these pay-to-play sites are sites where you pay money. Uh, they they're The entire thing is a business. They want you to pay a monthly fee. They want you to... Do their certifications or upgrade to the gold plan so that you can apply to more jobs or so that you can get more detailed information. Like, for example, if you want to see what other people are bidding or what the average bid is from others so you can adjust your bid accordingly, you need the premium membership. You can only apply in some cases or maybe all of them to a certain number of jobs. And if you want to be able to apply to more, you have to pay for a higher plan. You do get tons of people in third world economies where a dollar is worth way more to them than it is to you, who will undercut you at every turn and do terrible quality work. But for the money, a lot of people are willing to pay it. You'll have contests where this is something that my wife has done very recently. She will enter a logo contest. She will follow the instructions. She will spend time making something custom. That's exactly what they want. And They'll end up picking something and paying this person for artwork that was literally stolen from a clip art site. And I'm not talking about once. I'm talking about almost every single contest that she participates in. She can show you the exact site it came from. And look, they changed the color of this, and they submitted it as their own work. There is little to no protection from fraud. There are cases, if you look them up specifically with Upwork, where a person who is a seller on the site lodged a complaint against a freelancer. And the freelancer who was working on Upwork for years and had a lot of money that when you get paid through them, they hold the money and you have to explicitly withdraw it. They froze his money and just kept it. And there's nothing that he can do about it. These sites are full of scammers. I would say Probably 80 to 90% of all people posting jobs and 80 to 90% of all people applying for jobs are scammers. The ones that are posting jobs are actually only trying to get US citizens to apply for them so they can lure them off the site onto Skype and try to convince them to engage in a deal with them where they buy your account as a US citizen so that they can go commit scams with a US account and be more trustworthy at which point they ruin your reputation. You get your account closed down. And as I said, a lot of the applicants are scammers to an extent in that they are going to do the minimum amount of work. They're going to go copy paste something off the Internet and submit it as their own work in order to try to get jobs done. And then even if even if you navigate, you look at a job and you say, I'm not going to trust this job and you find something that's good and you apply to it with one of your limited bids. And we know. If you're trying to accomplish anything in the freelance world, you have to do 90 to 95% marketing, maybe 99% marketing. You have to throw out 100, 200 proposals to get one job. And these sites don't even give you enough proposals to even throw out 100 or more a month without paying extra money. But let's just say with your few proposals you do get, you find a job, and it's not a scammer, and you make a proposal and they accept you and you get paid and everything goes perfectly. Okay. I guarantee you, you're going to be making probably 10% of what you're actually worth on the open market. If you're a graphic designer, if you're a writer, if you're a voiceover talent, if you're a computer programmer, you are going to find someone that wants to pay you a hundred dollars to make a Facebook clone or $20 to write an article that should be hundreds of dollars because All the other people on this site, it's a low barrier to entry. All anyone has to do is create an account and password, and they're now competing with you. So it's what everyone knows is a race to the bottom. So if you're doing something that would make you $500 in the real world, you're probably going to get paid $15 for it. It's not even worth your time. And then on top of all of that, your skill that you've spent years or decades developing to where you would truly stand out in a fair marketplace, it, you're now going to have to spend that skill for free every day, a hundred times a day to make a proposal, to do an audition, to do a demo, to do whatever you have to do to to prove that you can do the thing just to get rejected in favor of a job that never gets awarded to anybody because it was just a scammer trying to collect people's information or steal their accounts or you get underbid by someone who copy pasted something they found on the internet, and there you are trying to be a professional, and you're just completely screwed. And
0: so, all this actually, information, actually, yeah. I, I yes, I know where you're going with this. And I'm
1: done. Yeah, I said everything I
0: need to so say. So, yeah, there, I mean, there is a solution to this, and there is a next level to this. Uh, back in the day, you had to start somewhere, right? I mean, but and this back in the day goes like ten years ago, right? And I would even argue that it was easier than even though you had these like a lot of people like posting. But let's say that at least back in the day, uh, English was my uh, like stronger side. So I at least had that, right? So you could stand out with that a bit. Uh, actually, to answer you on these contests things, uh, you know what they do? They themselves create like two or more accounts. They pay themselves. They lose whatever the percentage is that they take. But what they do, they award themselves just so that with this particular account they can have look hundred completed jobs, so that they can then go and apply for actual uh, year, uh, not yearly uh, hourly rate jobs, which is of course the freelancer's uh, dream thing, right? Uh that's what I saw. Them doing right, so that's where this uh, you're like, you're looking at it, why the hell was that you know logo picked? They're doing this basically for themselves,
1: right? So, my whole thing is that any pay to play site you should be very suspicious of, and if you want to do it for a couple months to get some experience and just some practice, then maybe, but I definitely do not recommend trusting them as a platform, and I guarantee. You will never make your living off of them.
0: Uh, okay, cool. Yeah. And uh, okay, so now the question is, okay, so, well, how do you do that? Do it then, right? Well, the ideal would be if you start on your own website and you offer your services, you know, and you reach out to potential clients, like directly, directly to companies and not, um, well, these pay-to-play sites, as you call them. Is it um, doable? Yes. Is it hard? Yes. But hey, you know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, marketing is the hard thing, knowing where to market and knowing which companies to call, knowing which websites to go, knowing which forms to fill out, knowing which conferences to go to, knowing which newsletters to subscribe to, knowing which newsletter or mailing lists and online groups to join or Facebook groups, community groups, anything. The people you want are out there and they tend to congregate in certain places the hard part is this is an open-ended thing. I can't give you a list saying, here, go to these three websites or join these three forums, and you're going to make the contacts you need to kickstart your career. I don't know what those places are. And even if I did, they wouldn't be the same ones that would match for the people you need. So it's all – it could it could be that you do everything exactly right, and then you have a conversation at a coffee shop with someone who ends up hiring you and becoming your sole client, it, you know, which – might very well happen,
0: and actually, since we're talking about this, you know, freelance programmer thing nowadays, I'm like, you know, I was thinking in my head now about this, and I'm like, what's the damn benefit of actually doing a freelance thing if you know a lot of companies these days, and by a lot, I mean really a lot, are offering remote jobs, right? And I'm like, because as a freelancer, hey, you know, you're not just working here. Uh, sharpening your skills. Okay, of course, you know, you should be doing this no matter what, but you're also searching for clients, you're writing invoices, you're this, you're that, you're doing your, you know, taxes, everything. And as a remote worker, you're just, I mean, quote unquote, just working. So honestly don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, the thing about it, I guess, is that if you have a regular job with a regular paycheck... You know how much you're going to make every month. So it's easier to plan and pay your bills and have medical insurance. If you work for yourself, then you can take off whenever you want to take off, work whatever hours you want to work. And you never have to worry about getting fired or downsized because if you're doing it right, you're going to have 5, 10, 20, 50, 100. I don't know, some huge number of clients. So at any given time, if you lose a client you don't have to worry about how you're going to pay your rent the next month. On the other hand, you're always having to worry about how you're going to pay the rent every month because you don't have consistent money coming in. So it's a trade-off. I've seen people go who are working at a steady job into freelance. And as a hiring manager, I've talked to a number of people who I was interviewing to work for my company who were freelancers. And I would ask them, Hey, you're living the dream, dude. Why would you want to come work for a company where you have to work nine to five set hours and, you know, be on our schedule and all this stuff. And a lot of them have found that although and these are people that were doing it successfully for years, not someone who just tried it and didn't work out. It was working out. But the comfort and the stability and the certainty, I think, especially when you have a family or anyone relying on you, I think just really it wins for most people most of the time. Of course, those aren't the people who become Bill Gates and Elon Musk. But, you know, everyone's got to have their their priorities.
0: Yeah, definitely. I agree with the family part because, you know, when you're in your 20s, especially if you're not married and all that stuff, especially on top of that, if you don't have kids, hey, you're able to go to some like literally remote country, work from there, live from there, travel the world, you know, and basically put in, if you need to, 48 hours in in one go just to finish this uh, project that you know you're going to get paid a, a lot of money for and uh, just one more comes to mind is called top Tal, which nowadays you know they boast themselves by ha- like hiring only 3% of the best talent in the world and from what i heard that may not be so true however what i heard that they're Let's say fees are pretty high. So, hey, there's that, you know. Long story short, there are options. It's just on you if you want to really do this easy but not simple. Actually, simple but not easy thing.
1: You know, when you say that, there are these sites like TopTal, Upwork, Freelancer, whatever. Relying on them, in a way, is exactly the same as relying on an employer. You cannot, if you become... Successful through TopTal or through Upwork or for through any other site, freelancer, all these different sites. Then, if one day they decide you violated their terms of service, that's exactly like getting fired, and and even worse because you don't get severance. They actually keep whatever money they're holding on to. So, I really think that all those things are maybe good to an extent, depending on where you are in your journey. But you need to get to the point where literally. Nobody, no individual person or organization can put you out of business.
0: Yeah. But for that, you're going to have to work on your own things, put them out. Yep. Anyways, yeah. Again, recurring theme just effing do it, right?
1: That seems to be the universal advice
0: exactly nike's got it right anyways guys that's all that we have for this episode talk to you next time
1: bye everybody thank you for listening to the devthink podcast you can contact us at info at devthink that's d-e-v-t-h dot i-n-k now go accomplish something